Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas, and this is episode 225, season nine. Today's date is June 3rd, 2023, and welcome to the show. On today's program, I'm going to talk about, <laughs> I'm still laughing about this, Clutch Cargo, <laughs> the animated series. Oh, my God. When I posted this yesterday, uh, that I'm going to discuss this. Uh, I've had some wonderful responses, some crazy ones, uh, some negative ones, but I'll get to that in a moment. And the second part of the show, I will talk about my earliest memories of uh, being introduced to the internet, you know, really briefly about that. So I think I talked about this before, uh, probably maybe last year or something. Maybe I did. I'm not sure. So, uh, so I'll revisit it again. Okay. So, uh, before I get started, the program will go into a commercial break. This program is brought to you by Trident Sugarless Mints, not gum, mints. And here's a commercial from 1978. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the commercial. And I'll be right back with the program. Thank you, everyone. There's a brand new mate coming your way and it doesn't promote tooth decay new Trident Sugarless Mints. Trident Mints, a cool new taste for your mouth, no sugar for your teeth. New Trident Mints are 26% bigger than before with cooling crystals too. There's a brand new mint coming your way and it doesn't promote tooth decay new Trident Sugarless Mints. Trident Mints, a cool new taste for your mouth, no sugar for your teeth. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Trident Sugarless Mints. I can't get the... I love this commercial. It's the, the the jingle is infectious. You can't get it out of your head. There's a brand new mint coming your way, and it doesn't promote tooth decay. New Trident Sugarless Mints. In, if you can find the commercial on YouTube, and then there's people... There's a, but, a few young people dancing and they take the mints and they tap it on their teeth. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot all about this commercial. When I saw it, it was like, Oh my goodness. That was beautiful. As for Trident sugarless mints, uh, 
it was on the market for a while, maybe from late 70s to early 80s, and then it was discontinued. Then they rebranded the mints or something. Now we have gum. We always have gum. Uh, Trident's been around since late 60s or 70s. It's still a still good product. Uh, not much of a gum person. Uh, when I was a kid, I loved bubble gum. I really did. I... Like, for example, uh, Bubble Yum or uh, Bazooka, Bubblicious, Hubba Bubba. Remember those? Yeah. Maybe I'll talk about that someday. You know, my um, my favorite bubble gum. You know, brands of bubble gum, that is. <laughs> you know, so that'd be kind of cool. I remember the commercial, I think they aired this on Saturday mornings when American Bandstand was on television. Uh, on WLS TV Channel 7, and uh, you know, hosted by Dick Clark. And somebody emails says, Why don't you talk about that show? You know, because we went, grew up watching it on Saturday mornings. Uh, you know, I said, Yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea, you know, uh, because during the 70s and early 80s, we saw a lot of uh, performing uh, artists. I remember one. Uh, John Travolta sang uh, one of his songs, Letter In. <laughs> and they they interviewed uh, not singers, you know, actors and actresses, too. Yeah, well, I'll touch on that. I'll give it some thought. Okay. Anyway, uh, at the beginning of the program, I said I was going to talk about Clutch Cargo, the animated series, and also my earliest memories of... Uh, of the first time using the internet. Before I get started, I want to mention one thing. Uh, about a couple of days ago, uh, everyone who follows me on Facebook and Twitter knows about this. Uh, I had to block somebody from 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 my social media accounts because they called uh, Van Chicago land stupid, worthless, and full of crap. But they used the S word. Uh, I want to clarify something. The person that I blocked was not a troll. He was not a bot. You know, I I get trolls every day, but I don't post online saying, "Oh, this troll did, said this. This troll says that." No, uh, maybe I did that before, but uh, no. If I get that, I just delete or block and then move on. But this was different because this person was someone I knew, and. Uh, he was not really a friend. He was an acquaintance of, of a friend of mine. Uh, I met him a few times over the years. You know, I talked to him. But then all of a sudden, he just turned like that. He was horrible and like that. And, well, first, before I blocked him, I emailed him. And I said, well, what's the matter? Well, why, are you, why are you talking like that? And then he refuses to answer. You know, and you kept going and going. I think he was drunk or just bitter. I know one fact that he was uh, going through uh, a lot in his personal life. I had to ask somebody about that, and he and he told me, well, he's going through a divorce, and uh, he's just uh, angry, angry at the world. But that that gives him that doesn't give him an excuse to talk to other people. Don't. Don't have, don't uh, take your anger on other people. That's not, I, I did that a couple of times in my life, maybe more, but uh, never did that. It's not right. Uh, 
So I had to block him, but um, I haven't heard from him since because he he could text me and all that. But uh, if he apologizes and you know says I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I might reconsider. Yeah, but he's on Facebook, so I would block him. I don't know about Twitter. Uh, I have no idea. So I haven't seen him in a long time. So, but he uh, doesn't live near my house. So that's okay. Uh, you know, but it was very hurtful, you know, because uh, what that was that was really bad. And when I posted this and I explained this to everyone, oh, I had a lot of support, a lot of comments, and I want to thank you for that. You know, I'm not here to fish comp- fishing for compliments. It's just something that I had to address, something I have to tell you, because this happens to all of us. It's worse when you're a celebrity, which I'm not. I'm not a celebrity. I'm just uh, me. But they get a, they get them every day. You know, local celebrities. You know, people in the news, uh, actors. You know, anyone in the media. They get a lot of that. It's horrible. You know, someone pointed it out for me. So they just delete them, block them. Fine. <laughs> okay. Enough of that. <laughs> So let's get started on Clutch Cargo. Before I explain the history and my memories of Clutch Cargo, I want to say what I said in the beginning of the program, that I got a, I had a lot of uh, comments from my followers. And they said, oh, I love this show. I loved it when I, was watch- when I watched it as a kid. I hated it. It was scary. It was creepy. It was stupid. <laughs> It was, and they said it was the most asinine thing they ever saw on television. Uh, to most people, it was, you know. But when you're a kid, uh, like me, I was fascinated by it, you know. And uh, it wasn't like today, you know, state of the art special effects cartoon. It was uh, very primitive and very uh, uh, low budgeted, you know, shoestring budgeted and uh, cheap looking. Which was, which is, which true it was, <laughs> but uh, the bottom line is, bottom line is, it's very memorable. You can't forget about this show. Oh no! If you grew up in Chicago, uh, like me, in the late '60s and the and the '70s, that's one of your memories. You it, you can't forget about this show. Uh, it, it aired at other. Uh, cities around the United States, but, you know, so, uh, so we'll get started on the history of that and my memories of Clutch Cargo. Okay, here we go. So, uh, this premiered on, uh, March 9th, 1959. It was syndicated, uh, the, produ- the production company was called Cambria Productions. The, uh, and it was created by a cartoonist. His name was Clark Haas, H-A-A-A-S, two A's. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was noted for their, you know, cheap animation, but their stories were imaginative and very, uh, you know, uh, they got your attention for that. And it was a, and it was uh, the first time they used it for a uh, technology called Synchrovox. 
Tsukovox was a it was a filming method that was developed by a man. He was a cameraman. His name was Ed, Edwin Gillette. And what he did was uh, he used this before in the 50s to simulate talking animals in TV commercials, which is done today. You know, I've been doing that. And uh, so they decided to, uh, they, they asked him, why don't we do this for Clutch Cargo? They did this on other shows, uh, for example, like Space Angel and Captain Fathom. If you remember that. Uh, I forgot about Cap Captain Fathom. Space Angel I used to watch a lot. Okay, as for Clutch Cargo, the type of show was, it was like one of those old-fashioned serials that you used to watch uh, in the movie theaters, like back in the, probably the 40s and the 50s, you know. Like Flash Gordon, or Batman, or Captain Marvel, uh, you know, or westerns. He did that. Um, so this, uh, the plot of the story was uh, Clutch Cargo. He was uh, sent around the world on dangerous assignments, and uh, accompanying him were, was his young ward Spinner and his. And his dog Petalfoot, which he was a doc dachshund, can you say that? And they they would, like I said, they would travel around the world, and then uh, they did that. And uh, let's see, and they had a, they had a sidekick. Uh, I forgot his name. Oh jeez. Uh, when I find out, I'll let you know. Anyway, uh, so they. The, the show was five minutes long, and uh, their adventures were about uh, five ep episodes. And it was like a, like they had a uh, cliffhanger. So uh, they would air it about five minutes, and then you would wait the next day to, uh, let's see, so... Uh, Oh, I found it. He had a pal, Swampy. You know, he had a black beard and all that. I, you know, I forgot all about him. I don't know if he was on every episode. Maybe. I don't, I'm not sure. So anyway, uh, so yeah, it was five minutes long. And then it ended in a cliffhanger. That would be the fifth episode. It was 50 episodes long. So they had about, eh, I can't do my math very well. You could watch uh, you could watch the entire uh, episode like really quickly, like that. So uh, it ran for like a half an hour each episode, like that. And uh, let's see. Also, the way they did it with the uh, well, before I get sorry, uh, they used the synchro box, you know, for the the famous lips that like uh, the, the animation is. Uh, it's still, it's like frozen, and then the then you have the red lips talking, and I think that creeped out a lot of people. <laughs> it didn't creep me out when I was a kid. No, I found it uh, kind of fun to watch that. So um, the technique of the synchro box was uh, by superimposing live action human lips over limited motion animation 
uh, or even motionless anima animation cells like that, just like I described. And uh, they did this to uh, save money and time to do that. Uh, so it's funny. So uh, according to a couple people, uh, according to some sources, excuse me, this is how they it was done. They they sat you down, and they put you in. You know they strapped you. Not, maybe not strap you, but they put a brace over your. You know like in your head, like that. Um, well, first they applied makeup around your mouth. Then they applied the red lipstick on your lips. And uh, yeah, so it's like you would be strapped in a chair and your head in a brace. It's like you're going to the electric chair <laughs> or something like that. Or you're going to the dentist. And you have to remain like that when you spoke your lines. And, uh, and then they would film it. Uh, his mouth, you know, your, they filmed their mouth and then they spoke the lines to it, you know, like that. And there was, I don't know the, how long the process took, maybe quite a while, seems like it. But uh, that's what they did. And it's amazing. I don't know if the couple, act, a few actors complained. Well, there weren't that many actors uh, around the show. There was one actor, his name was Evil Sitka. You probably know him from the Three Stooges. Used to, he was a supporting cast member. Uh, he started in mostly uh, with Shemp, you know, and, and Mo and Larry. He did that because he did uh, certain accents and like that. And that's how he described it, you know. Anyway, so that's how it was done. And uh, it became uh, very funny <laughs> as time went on. Uh, my memories of that. Uh, was uh, they aired this cartoon on Garfield Goose and Friends on on WGN TV Channel 9, which we all watched. And I remember Frazier Thomas, the host, uh, would bring the little theater screen, you know, apply that, and he goes, it's time for Clutch Cargo. And then we couldn't wait. We were anticipating that every time he presented it. I think he showed the whole... Uh, the entire series, but he only showed five minutes of the show because, you know, he had others, uh, not, not sketches, but uh, they had other things to do on the show. You know, they had Hobby Corner or they would talk. He would talk to Garfield Goose or Robert Rabbit or anything going on. And uh, but, you know, we that kind of stinks because you now we had to when they presented like the first episode, we had to wait the next day for the second one then the third day and the fourth day and then the fifth day it would conclude <laughs> and then the, then these then he would present a second episode and so on and so on so it was serialized like that and uh that that's one of my memories of watching clutch cargo i watching the show and watching fraser thomas present it the that way which was kind of cool like that um also, uh, the soundtrack of the show, uh, that was provided by a musician. His name was Paul Horn. And the score of the theme song, they used three musical instruments. 
bongos, a vibraphone, and a flute. So when you hear do 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 do, you know, you hear that. <laughs> so that was funny, like that. And uh, let's see. So um, so right now, I'm going to play the theme song for Clutch Cargo. This is the introduction of the show. Oh, this will take it back. You know, when I come back. Uh, after the theme song, excuse me, when when the theme song after it's played, I will talk about uh, some, more, some more info about the show. Okay? So sit back and relax and just enjoy the theme song of Clutch Cargo. Okay, here we go. Clutch Cargo and his pal Spinner and Paddlefoot in another exciting adventure, The Friendly Headhunters. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for Clutch Cargo oh, with that bongos and the flute. So memorable. So it's beautiful. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, there was, when this show aired in the early 60s, they had merchandise. They, uh, they promoted the show. They had uh, coloring books, uh, a kit. Uh, they, they, if you want to sign up to be a fan, you know, if you want to be a member of his fan club, you get a certificate in the mail. You know, those are very, very rare objects of that. You can find them on eBay like that. I, I never receive them like that. And uh, I think that was jigsaw puzzles, probably. Not certain. Anyway, so, uh, oh, and also coloring books. Yeah, like that. Uh, the show is on DVD, if you want to purchase it. That was released around 2005, 2006. Uh, it comes in two volumes. Uh, I never bought it. I Someday I will. You know, I like to do that. I like to, because uh, in the DVDs, they have special features, and I like to get that. I was also uh, told that uh, they have a, you know, we're in the uh, streaming era now. There's a ch there's a uh, channel for that for Clutch Cargo, and I think it's on Roku or Tubi, and you can you can watch the episodes if you like, and it's all on YouTube too. You can watch all the episodes, I believe. So that's kind of nice, like that. And uh, a clip of the series appeared in the 1994 movie Pulp Fiction. Uh, I found that scene where there's a little boy and he's watching the he's watching the show, and uh, that was a scene with uh, Christopher Walken, and uh, he's talking to him. Uh, I want to think what. Uh, oh yeah, the episode that was shown it was I think it was called the Arctic Bird Giant. That was number two. We showed that. Uh, the voice uh, the voice of Clutch Cargo was uh, it was an. He was the the announcer of the you know he did the introduction of the show. His his name is Richard Cotting. That was the only acting job he did. I I tried to find information about him, but I couldn't find anything. You know I don't know if he's still alive. You know where he where he was born. You know what other work he did. Nothing. Uh, the voices of of 
Spinner and Paddlefoot and other uh, maybe female characters. Uh, that was actress Margaret Carey, and she did. Uh, she put in a lot of TV shows like that, and uh, she's still alive to for, to this day. You know, and she did a lot of a lot of acting back then. Also, in, also um, like for the bad guys, or maybe uh, for example, uh, Swampy. I think it was uh, actor Hal Smith. You know him as Otis the Drunk from the Andy Griffith Show. <laughs> he did. He did a lot of villains, all kinds of... When you're a kid, you don't notice that stuff. But when you get older, yeah, you do. So uh, he did everything, pretty much. That. So, uh, like I said, this show was very memorable. And uh, a lot of people commented, oh, it's still scary, I didn't like it. Other people, I loved it, it was great, it was escapism. You know, and you were hooked on it. You were hooked on this show. You know, like any show that had cliffhangers. It was like a soap opera, in a way. That. So uh, it's not on tel. You know, you can't watch it on local television. I mentioned before, you can uh, stream it or watch it on YouTube, or buy the DVDs. It's it's available probably on Amazon or eBay. Help yourself. I might do that myself. <laughs> Okay, that's a relief. All right, uh, last thing I'm going to talk about uh, quickly is my earliest memories of the Internet. Now, you know how the Internet is today. It is uh, very essential to every home. It's like the your television, your telephone, anything, uh, you know, that you need in your life. If you didn't have the Internet now, you feel helpless you know, because everything, you rely on it. You depend on it. You you need it. But not back then uh, when it was introduced. Um, so this was invented like a uh, long time ago, like in, by the uh, military, like probably 69, 1970. And then, but only, but not, it was not available for the public. Later on, it was uh, slowly, probably about the early 90s, uh, cause I remember seeing a, uh, an article in entertainment weekly, if you remember that magazine, and, uh, they listed an article, uh, let's say they published an article and they listed here. You can read this on the, on the web, you know, the World Wide web. And I go, what is that? You know, nobody had a computer. Very few people did or very few people were connected to it. So my early, so the other memory of that is the first time we, uh, that I got the internet. Uh, the reason was my brother was living here at the time in my house. He's in California now. Uh, he was teaching somewhere and he needed the internet for school. So we shopped around and there was a company called Cordcom, Cordcom, that's C-O-R-E dot COM. I don't know if they're still around. I think they are. They were based in Michigan. And they introduced dial-up. Not uh, DSL or super speed like today. With the dial-up, it will, you know, this is using with a telephone line. And it would just, uh, you can't use the phone because you're on the internet. So I remember we bought 
we bought a computer. We bought it from a friend of my brother's. He's my friend too. And uh, he sold us a computer with the internet, you know. And I think my brother, I don't know how he did this. He probably called and said, uh, I would like to buy the internet, you know, that. And they said, okay. You had to provide your phone number, you know, where you live, blah, 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 and all that. And uh, we were all set. This happened about 97, 98. And they, I think they gave us some software and we connected it. And then a lot of people will remember it when you when you start up, it makes that sound like that. <laughs> and then American Online became very, very popular. Okay, and uh, I used to, you know, when you first use it, you're hooked. You're hooked on it, and it was fascinating. I got very carried away because sometimes my mother wanted to use that telephone. <laughs> we didn't have cell phones back then. She would get upset because I'm in the internet. I, we couldn't help it, you know, because it was something new and innovative and exciting. You know, now it's ordinary. All right. But we still use it. You know, it's uh, like that. Uh, as for speed, it was not as fast as today. It was uh, adequate like that. Okay. Uh, before I go further, I'm going to play a commercial for American Online. Uh, this is like briefly. It's about 15 seconds. Uh, if you listen to the guy who's talking, uh, you may recognize him. If you don't, I will reveal who who it is. Okay? So sit back and relax, and I'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. Your boss will think you're working. But thanks to America Online, I'm really just goofing off. America Online. Welcome. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I'm back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the, that quick commercial for American Online. Uh, the, the man that's speaking is none other than actor Nick McKay, who is famous for his roles in King of Queens and also Salem the Cat, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters, you know. When the show was on, on WLS-TV Channel 7, on ABC, you know, back in the 90s and early 2000s, I, I didn't watch the show much because I was working uh, late. But then later on, I bought the DVD set, and I started watching it, and I watched it about over and over, about three four times, and it's hilarious. You know, it's it's a good show. You know, it's, it's really fun. Uh, you know, with actress Melissa Joan Hart, I talked to her a couple of times on Facebook. She's very nice, you know. She she sometimes she uh, she's very busy, but she does talk to fans once in a while. So, and uh, but Salem the cat was the best. He did all kinds of crazy stuff, you know. He uh, he was a glutton. 
he was insulting. He would stow away places. He would uh, drive a car or telephone or use uh, the other witches, Zelda and Hilda's credit cards. <laughs> he was a nasty cat. <laughs> a nasty cat. Oh, my God. It was just bad. But his insults were great. But he did help out uh, the others at time and time. But uh, so, but when I saw the commercial, I recognized his voice immediately. It was him. So, but he he's uh, he does a lot of uh, voice acting and a lot of acting. So he's still acting to this day. Okay. That's for the internet. Uh, we all have it. Uh, times have changed. Uh, they have. Uh, how would they say? How would I say it? Uh, not expanded, but improved over time. You know, and is. Uh, so we don't need a telephone line, you know. Now it's with, uh, you know, fiber, uh, you know, wires and all that. And uh, now it's competition because we first bought it at Comcast and then we bought it at AT and T. But now uh, cell phone companies sell it, like for example Verizon or T-Mobile, you know, to get it cheaper. Also, they have Comcast Business. If you own a business at home, you can use that. They're reliable. It depends, you know, and how much. Uh, it depends on the speed you want. You you pay more, you know. Well, the one I pay is okay. It's not super fast. It's fine. It's fine like that. You know, as time goes by, computers get skinnier and uh, wireless because they use Bluetooth. It wasn't, that wasn't the case back then. I remember the first computer we bought was Compaq, C-O-M-P-A-Q. I mean, C-O-M-P-A-Q, Compaq. And I remember that, I remember the monitor, they showed like a green screen like that. Oh, that was fine. And uh, websites have been developed over the years, not too many, and you would do research. I remember Yahoo was starting, eBay, Amazon was you know, getting these YouTube was, you know, getting their feet wet. Uh, it was like the golden age of the internet. <laughs> okay, that's it for this program. Uh, I'll do a quick recap of what I talked about. I talked about the my memories of Clutch Cargo, the anime series, and also my memories of first using the internet. Uh, this is the last show of the season, season nine. I will start season 10. Ah, that's exciting. Uh, I should do another episode probably uh, Tuesday, I think. I, I don't know, Tuesday or the weekend. I'll decide then. And uh, once this episode is published, uh, it'll be available wherever podcasts are. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music. Please subscribe. Uh, to the to my uh, podcast on those apps also it'll be on my youtube channel vanish on um, you vanish stories also it'll be posted on my social media accounts facebook and twitter also on my blog vanish blog okay so i i have a lot i have a feeling a lot of people are in are waiting for this episode <laughs> i don't know it's, uh, I just have a feeling. We'll see. Okay, this is Pico Sanchez, your host for Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I had a wonderful time talking about this wonderful episode. <laughs>
And uh, so it's bye-bye for me. And here is Ray Rayner closing the show with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>